Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we'll be offering you some tips for completing a creative challenge and I know there are more of you out there than ever joining in with the creative challenges while the lockdown continues but even with lots of time on your hands it's still hard sometimes to stick to something but before we get on to talking about that first of all we want to say a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters and those supporters are Marcia Furman, Colleen Beers, Adrian, Belinda Larmore, Imaginings by Karen, Maureen Ballard, Peter and Adrian and honestly we so so appreciate your support because not only does it help us towards the cost of running kick in the creatives which helps us to keep doing what we do but it also shows that you want it to carry on so thank you yes thank you very much yeah and we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media and as always it's almost impossible to pick now because it's just a feast for the eyes every day i love it all um but yeah there was um joanna Piaotroics, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm really not sure. Sorry, Joanna. Um, but she's been creating some really lovely work for the Miniature May and she's turned them into kind of little bookmarks and gift tags. Have you seen those? Yeah, they're lovely. Yeah. I, I, I love them. But I'll tell you what, it's not just the art that I love. It's not just the bookmarks and the tags themselves. It's the way she photographs it. It's like something out of a magazine. I just really love it. And and she kind of puts them with crochet and flowers and I don't know, it just looks really stylish the way she photographs stuff. So yeah, well done, Joanna. I'd love that skill. I'd yeah. really love it. I yeah. don't know how to do it. <laughs> no, it's I don't know. It, there's just something about the way she pictures things. I don't know. It's an art in itself, I think that is. Yeah, I think that's that's it. I think the art the photograph is as much as a, a piece of art as the actual piece of art itself. <laughs> so it's it's really cool. But also Jenny Downing, she's been taking part in Blooming Marvelous May. And I really, really love her paintings. They're just so quirky and colourful and really, really bright and vibrant. And I've been finding them really uplifting, particularly at the moment. What about you, Tara? What's called I've absolutely loved Margaret Gray's non-dominant hand drawings. Now, they are completely amazing, and I can't actually believe they're with a non-dominant hand. Have you, she's done animals, she's done, she's done all yeah. sorts. I Build saw one of those like, yesterday, and I couldn't believe it was her non-dominant. Uh, Maybe she's one of those amb- is it ambidextrous? Is that the word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they, they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. I've been loving Jackie Hussey Paluski's miniature flower paintings. She seems yeah. to be really good at these little paintings because um, she did for another challenge. She did, did little ones of canals, didn't she, in Venice? I think it was Venice or... Yeah, they almost look, yeah, Ven- Venetian, definitely. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the little flowers are lovely. And then I've really liked Nell Cummins posted some really little drawings. They were almost kind of slightly doodly style, a bit John Bergman-esque, not yeah. quite. But, <laughs> but they had little vehicles and everything in, in really bright colours. They were absolutely lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think they were some of my favourites. So anyway, what has been happening with you? What new things have you been up to? Well, being that it's lockdown, uh, (laughs) as you can imagine, I've got loads to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not a great deal. Um, I did get a really, really lovely message from the makers of Norland Glasses. Have you ever heard of Norland Glasses? Uh, Only from you, you telling me. I hadn't before that anyone out there who's a whiskey drinker you might have heard of them they make the most beautiful um, whiskey glasses different sort of styles but really heavy um just the the way they catch the light incredible really incredible and um paul actually bought me a pair of these glasses last year because he knew how much i'd love to paint them so anyway um i featured one of their glasses in a couple of my paintings um one of them was the one uh, the recent one i did of paul's hand holding a whiskey glass 
And I don't know if you remember the the painting I did of a glass of rum with a cigar and a royal yeah. flush. That one? Yeah. Well, that's an all and glass as well. If you want to see what I'm talking about, um, you can you can pop over to my website or my Instagram feed, and you'll you'll know which ones they are. Just tell people what your website is, just in oh, case they don't know. Uh, oh, now you've got me. <laughs> It's sandrabusbyart.com. Yeah, sandrabusbyart.com. Uh, and my Instagram is sandra.busby. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you'll be able to scroll down the feed and you'll see which ones I mean. But, anyway, um, Norland Glass, the actual uh, makers of them, they they uh, messaged me. And it was really funny because I actually didn't know on Instagram, this was new to me, that sometimes you get messages and because you're not connected with that person in some way, they put it in this other kind of hidden folder, don't they? Yeah, you don't get an alert, do you? Uh, you don't get the, an alert. And I, I don't know how I came across this message, but I... But I did, but it was about three weeks after they'd sent it. So I felt awful because basically they were asking me if they could show my painting on their Instagram feed at some point. They're thinking of doing um, like a feature of people who have painted their glasses and they wanted to include uh, my painting. So I was really, really chuffed because I thought, wow, if the makers of the actual glass itself approve of the painting, well, then I must have done it justice. But um, I've I've made a, a point now. I keep checking my what they they call junk <laughs> junk spam or whatever it is, just in case something, you know, is in there that I've, I've missed. But um, what other news? I have just finished my latest painting. And that wasn't on my notes because I've literally just finished it. Um, and it's the one of Paul's hand, which was wrapped in fairy lights, little those little lights you put inside bottles. Do you know which ones yeah. I mean? Yeah, I've seen the painting. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed doing it. It's one of those paintings that just seemed to kind of fall off the brush. So I was really pleased with that one. And um, I love drawing hands as well. I don't know what it is about hands just really and especially Paul's because he's got those kind of rough rugged workman's hands you know the kind of <laughs> hands yeah. that snag your tights kind of hands <laughs> <What>? <laughs> really 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 lovely yeah. big man hands <laughs> and I love capturing that it's like I once painted a pomegranate I know I'm going off right off topic here um but I part of the bits I loved painting were the tiny bits of the pomegranate skin which were imperfect you know the little wormhole and well, it wasn't a wormhole but the little hole and the little you know dents Cranks, in the skin yeah. yeah and that's what I like in in um painting Paul's hands because obviously he he is uh he's a hands-on kind of man he does manual work and it shows and I really like it <laughs> It's funny because you never before used to include anything like humour. I don't mean, I mean, like hands. It was always purely the yeah. objects, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was. And I've kind of discovered I really quite like painting flesh. So, yeah, I think Do there'll you, be more of it in the future, definitely. What, more flesh showing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you think... This is from, you went to that portrait painting class, did. didn't you? I now, did. do you think that has come from, obviously you're not putting faces in there yet, mm. but do you think it's come from that? Yes, I do. I think that was really, in, it inspired me. Uh, and they, I went to this portrait, just for anyone who's not listened before, um, first of all, hello. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> uh, we, I went to a, a portrait, because I'm a still life painter generally, and um I just happened to think that I think it was a year where I was thinking, no, I'm going to try some new stuff. It's really important to push yourself to do things that are not necessarily within your comfort zone all the time, isn't it? So um, I went to this portrait uh, workshop with a man who I really admire. And uh, he has a similar style to me, actually. And um, the guy we painted had a lot of wrinkles and folds. And I was fascinated by that. And I loved just the detail in his skin it wouldn't have been the same if I had a, a beautiful young woman or a young um, handsome 18 year old boy sitting in front of me it just wouldn't have been the same it, it's that um it's the story and the wrinkles that I really enjoyed painting and I took that away with me and thought I did not know I loved painting flesh so much so yeah but and I haven't done any faces since but yeah hands have been quite a feature so do you good. think you ever might include something like 
I can imagine, say, a glass in the foreground, mm. and then really, and then in the background, you could see a face or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that will come about. The thing yeah. is, with that, I want it's got to be a face that I'm interested in. Yeah, it's got to be one that's not too uh, perfect. Yeah, it's you know, how do you ask somebody? Or you know, I need <laughs> I want to paint somebody wrinkly. Can can you? Yeah, craggy face. At some point, I think it or. Maybe part of a face. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. I Can imagine to... some raised glass, you know, like a, a cheers yes. kind of. But then the face could actually be quite fuzzy, couldn't it? Because the, the glass yeah. could be the thing that's in focus. I don't yeah. know. It's something. I think. I think my my painting's kind of evolving. Although I am already have in mind what my next painting is going to be. And for anyone who knows my work, I kind of have two sides. I have this dark and moody mysterious side and then I have this sort of bright sparkly um light and bright side and I'm going to um revisit that side of me next time so I've just got to get the right setup but fingers crossed I will have another painting on the go soon so yeah so anyway what about you actually I know that you have some news to share so tell anyone tell everyone about your news my news yeah what which news <laughs> What, what what we were talking about before or, or well yeah i was you know about the um the instagram message oh I got. yeah that's what i wasn't sure yeah okay yeah. so i've been taking part in the portrait artist of the week i don't know if anybody, anybody watches portrait artist of the year well that was supposed to be happening i think about now so instead what what they've done for the moment is they've set up this online version this lockdown version but the great thing about that is it's actually on the sky tv page which means anybody in the world who can access facebook and you know sky tv page can actually take part and what they're doing is each week on a sunday they're having a celebrity sitter who will sit there and they have an artist who's won a previous portrait artist of the week who's painting them. So I've been, for the past, I think it's three weeks, I've I've taken part and drawn them. But the first week I took part, like you, with the old Instagram, when you've got a message and you don't know you've got a message because they're not connected to you, I um, I suddenly checked my messages and there was one there from, from Sky Arts, basically. And uh, it said, the judges like what you've created um and would like to show it on the program next you know next week and i'm like oh my god oh my god because i was a day late like you were saying about being late (laughs) um, i was three weeks late (laughs) yeah so i thought oh my god i'm too late because originally i thought it was they were showing it on friday i think that's what they said Mm, originally so anyway i go back to them and then i had to sign a permission slip that they could show it you know on on the on the program so mine was just shortlisted so it was put on screen with my name and everything it they basically do that they shortlist people so put up ones they like and then they narrow it down to three but I didn't get in the three but I was really pleased to get to get in those even so I I watched it to see obviously I was I was so excited to kind of have a a look at them showing it on the screen so I, I, I went on there and I thought you know yours stood out so much and I I know obviously it's because you know, oh my gosh, my friend did that, you know, but, but it was a little bit of that. But obviously yours, I thought was so different and unique to everyone else's. I I just thought it's got to go, got to go in the final three. It's got to go in the final three. Oh. But yeah, it's just personal, isn't it? It's it's all a personal thing. And yeah, um, I, totally. I absolutely thought yours was right up there. I really did. Oh, I loved thank it. You. I absolutely loved well, it's it. Fun, it's funny because some weeks I've seen what the judges pick and I'll love them. Mm. And then some weeks you'll see one, you think, what? You know, you can't understand it. And you'll see some other that you'll think is amazing and it doesn't yeah. even get shortlisted. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, do you know what? I um, It's funny because I didn't take part in it really, but Felicity Fizz did, oh, yeah. which is my silly cartoon character that I've, I've been drawing. And uh, she only did a couple of them, but I did her, um, she was obviously, uh, hadn't got any clothes on. Um, no, obviously. <laughs> Neither a diet when I was painting. <laughs> at, at, oh, really? <laughs> no. At her easel, and uh, I had her painting um, the the models, and I was really chuffed because both times I did it, I got 
comment from both he judges. Did. So I was yeah. like, oh. obviously she, Felicity doesn't know how good she is. <laughs> well, I actually thought they might show Felicity because it was so funny and so uh, different. I think they maybe didn't. they might have done if I did every single one, but I didn't because I just didn't want to, you know, because a, a lot of the people that follow her page, which isn't a great deal to be honest, but they're, I think a lot of them American, they wouldn't know what it was about. <laughs> but do, people do keep saying to me, why is she often naked and and it's because she's on lockdown and she's saving on washing powder that's why she's often naked but you never see anything it's very tastefully done (laughs) she's definitely not a sexual character in any way whatsoever she's (laughs) just fun no no she's just fun you know all innocent fun (laughs) yeah so also we've um done a zoom drawing session haven't we we've done a with our group so we invited We've invited people to, you know, come on to a, a live drawing session, but it was a completely closed Sandra posing for the live drawing session, which was quite good fun. We've actually done two now, but the, we did the first one and we had some guinea pigs that kindly came on. So we just wanted to thank Pixie, Kim Kerno, Sue Watson, Belinda and Esther, who are our guinea pigs. Thank you for that. And everybody else who came on the second one as well. But I think I think people seem to enjoy it, didn't they? They did. And what was interesting is obviously, you know, we communicate with people on our group or we just sort of watch them a lot. And um, a lot of them say, for instance, Sue Watson and Gabriella Pop. She, I think she came on the second. She did, yeah. The second one, didn't she? And um, they are people who draw self-portraits a lot in fact Gabriella um, put a self-portrait up every day for a year didn't she for kick 365 and Sue Watson she she posts um her face a lot she's doing like a I don't know if it's she doing a challenge yeah I think she's doing she's doing daily as well yeah and so what was really interesting is that without even knowing who, because who, obviously we speak to people, but it's different when you see them face to face because you haven't seen them. You don't really know who they are. But it was interesting because as soon as Sue Watson's face appeared and Gabriella's, I was like, oh, I know who you are <laughs> just yeah. because of their their um, portrait. So that was really interesting. But it was really enjoyable, actually. We just, um, we it took a little while to get to work out you know how to spotlight someone so that everyone could draw the same person and yeah and stuff like that but it was fun I think we're going to do another one aren't we yeah but I think we might do a everybody draws everybody else yeah one, might we oh so, god yeah otherwise everyone's yeah. gonna be bored of seeing my face no. <laughs> anyway so we should move on to today's topic because I think we've been talking about an hour already um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today's episode, we are going to talk about how to give yourself the best chance of successfully completing a creative challenge. And um, those of you who have already taken part in a creative challenge will know that starting the challenge is actually the easy bit. You know, it's a bit like going on a diet or joining the gym, isn't it? Because, you know, um, you, the easy bit is joining the hard bit is actually keeping it up, maintaining that momentum to see the challenge through to the end. It's much, much harder. So we've got some tips to help you succeed. And I, I will say that obviously with this whole lockdown, I'm sure there were people out there thinking, oh, this is, you know, obviously it's not great. There's nothing great about this. But on the bright side, I'm going to have more time to get on with some art. I'm going to take part in a challenge. And there will be some of you that will be disappointed because you think well I've had all this extra time and I haven't managed to see it through but um I think that is quite normal actually some people think they're going to get a lot done and they don't just because other things get in the way despite the extra time so yeah we're we're hopefully going to share some tips to help you succeed um, the next time you try a challenge yeah I don't think it's necessarily always about time obviously no when you are busy it is about time but it's also about levels of enthusiasm isn't it because yeah you have oh I had especially when I was doing that um challenge I did recently the um finding your art style one Mm. I had this idea built up in my head for so long of what it was going to be like and there was a bit of apprehension but also excitement there and then when you hit reality it's like oh you know this is a lot bigger than I thought and you don't think about the days when you just don't feel like it and stuff like that so we're going to start by talking about how you can prepare for the challenge even before it actually starts and I think one way is to set aside an area 
if you can, where you can leave your materials out already. And that's anything sort of in the corner of your room to leaving a sketchbook by the sofa, ideally somewhere where, you know, no one else has got to go so you can just leave everything out already. And, and that's what I did. I'm really lucky that in my office I've got a little bit set aside where I've got all my art materials very messily laid around. And so I don't have to think about getting them out each day. I can just go sit at that place you know, while I was doing that challenge and just get started. It's not been so good for me lately because I've been a bit lax. I think it's when you go through a challenge, you then have a period, don't you, for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And then also to make sure you're prepared and you've got everything ready. So you've got all your materials, especially at the moment, because it's much harder to get things. You can't do the next day delivery and things like that. So you don't want to run out of paper or ink or something that you think you're really going to be inspired to do. Because I think as soon as you put something off, you're less likely to do it if you don't actually do it in the moment. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think who, who anyway, doesn't love an excuse to go out and buy some extra art materials. I can't wait till the shops are open again, just for that reason. It's not the same just <laughs> ordering from Amazon or whatever, is it? Still, it's just sometimes it's just nice to feel something and touch it and think, oh, you know, it's just I really miss that actually. I, the thought of just going into say a shoe shop <laughs> just fills with me me with joy really? at the moment. <laughs> I must admit, whenever we go to a certain place where there's a hobby craft, and um, Kevin always goes in, he goes, I'll let you go in there. I'm going to go, you know, go in another shop because oh. I'll just wander up and down those aisles even if i'm not buying anything just staring at sketchbooks they're not open at the moment though are they no 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 but i think it's a good point what you said about having materials in advance because if you were doing a i don't know a lino cutting challenge which you know or something like that maybe you want to join and it's like in it starts in a week well what is you know a good way of getting prepared is to actually look at all of the prompts in advance you don't have to use the prompts anyway but it's always a good idea just to look at them and so you've got them to fall back on and maybe think okay how about then I already decide in advance what I'm going to draw each day for that prompt or um, what materials I'm going to need for each day because if you decide the day before a challenge to take part sometimes there'll be a few surprises and you think oh I wish I had this and I wish I had that and oh now what I'm going to draw I've run out of ideas I know a lot of people in our group, they ask if they can have the prompts in advance. If I haven't posted yeah. them yet in the Facebook group, they say, can they have them? Yeah. And also what is would be really useful would be to get together any reference material. So you could create, if, if you're not using, say, because we have Pinterest boards for our challenges so that if you can't think of what to draw, you can go on to those and, and use those or you can download our PDF. Mm. But what you could do is create your own Pinterest board based on the prompts and, you know, put some possible reference images you might want to use as well. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And if you've never done a challenge before, start with one that's easy to fit in. So one will take you just a few minutes every day, such as maybe one of our quick kicks challenges, for example, or five minute march. That's a good one, isn't it, for um, doing a real quick quick challenge and um, the great thing about these is that they help you to get into a creative habit without eating up too much of your time so pick a challenge that will fit in around your lifestyle and don't be over ambitious because if you start with a really time consuming challenge you'll probably be setting yourself up for failure so start gently work your way towards the more difficult challenges over the few months you know sometimes the thing that stops us from completing a challenge isn't actually lack of time um, as Tara already said but actually feelings of guilt that you're spending some of it on something that might seem frivolous to the people around you but you know just because they don't see the importance of what it means to you it doesn't mean that it isn't important that you shouldn't do it so it's a really good idea I think to explain to your family in advance what the challenge is what you're planning to get out of it um, ask them for their support and ask them to help make you accountable it's most likely that they really don't mind at all and that's actually all in your own head that they don't approve um but sometimes i think that's just our own way of giving ourselves a kind of get out clause isn't it oh i shouldn't be doing this you know um so don't do that don't create a reason that's not even there in the first place don't invent something that somebody's thinking that they're actually not they're your family and they want you to be happy because like my my husband Paul he always says you know happy wife happy life yeah (laughs) and it's so true it's so true 
Well, I know you always want to do things, don't you, while he's, say, watching football, because then you don't feel guilty about stuff as well, don't you? Yeah, the and we're doing the... is, there's no football on at the moment, is no, there? No. <laughs> I used to say, what day is football on this week? And if he said, oh, Tuesday night, I'd be like, oh, right, okay, that's when I'm going to sit and write my, I don't know. Notes or whatever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not on uh, there. Another thing you can do is decide on a reward for yourself at the end of the challenge, which sounds funny because you're voluntarily choosing to do this challenge, but still that extra bit of motivation can really help. So it could be that art book you've always wanted or a new sketchbook or some new art materials. It doesn't really matter what it is as long as it's something you want, but make sure you don't give yourself that thing unless you actually go through with it and complete the challenge. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think a great way of keeping up the momentum is to take on a challenge with a friend. And as we've done before, haven't we, Tara? You know, you're far more likely to do the challenge on a day where you don't feel like it, if you know your friend's doing it as well. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing something at the moment, aren't we? It's not actually a creative thing, but we're um, doing something for kicking the creatives just behind the scenes. And so we've got a little notebook, haven't we? Like a I guess it's something so each day we have to fill in what we've done. Yeah. And if I see you've done something, I'm thinking, oh, God, I haven't done anything today. So I feel like <laughs> I have to then go and do something. <laughs> I think I missed, I did miss one day, but yeah. I did three things the next time, <laughs> the next day because I felt bad that I'd missed a day. So I thought, yeah. oh, well, that three days worth really. But even so, I didn't, I didn't then miss the next two days. I, I kept, I've yeah. kept doing a thing every day. It's yeah. a really good idea though. And you're absolutely right. You know, if I was looking at your, your column and it was you know there was a few things on it I wouldn't feel as compelled to keep my column going no exactly (laughs) you you don't want to be the one who lets the team down that's the that's that's the thing isn't it yes yeah and um and I think it works I think that really works and you could even think of a joint reward for when you complete the challenge. Now, normally, a reward we choose for ourselves is a lovely sketching trip out, isn't it? But of course, oh, we can't that'd be so do nice. That at the yeah, can't do that at the moment. You know, but if you, but again, the the reward should be only if you both complete it. Because that way you definitely don't want to let the other person down, do you? Yeah, I mean, I think I've mentioned before, me and Lisa have done, haven't I, in the past. It wasn't a creative challenge, but when we challenged ourselves to do something. And that's like we've gone and had a lunch somewhere. and But we've done silly forfeits as well. Yeah, and Lisa, Uh, just to to explain who Lisa is, for people who are just tuning in for the first time, Lisa's your friend, isn't she? She's your friend that lives on a canal boat. Lisa's my second friend. Oh. <laughs> and it, tell tell them what we tell them tell them about Lisa and her column and, and she fancied joining in. Oh yeah, so so um, I was chatting to my friend Lisa and I was telling her what um, me and Sandra were doing because um, you'd had this great idea that we should try and build momentum for kicking the creators by doing these something every day. Yes, and uh, Lisa goes, "Oh, that sounds fantastic." And she said, I, I need to do that for my little business thing I'm doing. I go, well, you can join us. So I added a column in for Lisa. Now, if Lisa, if you're listening, you haven't put anything in your column. <laughs> it's so funny. I said, don't think Lisa's very good at this. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. But um, if you haven't got anyone like Sandra said, you haven't got anyone local or someone that you feel like it's it's right to do it with, why not join a creative group? Um, you could ho- get someone to hold you accountable there or you could simply share your work. And there's, there's something about sharing things online. That's another way to be accountable. I mean, I know if I say I'm going to do something, if I state it, I'm going to do this and I'm going to post it, I'm much more likely to do it because I've sort of made that declaration almost. I know, and and it's it's funny, isn't it? Because you actually, in your own head, you're thinking, everyone's going to be checking now. Yeah. Like like they really do care. (laughs) Yeah, and the majority of people will not notice if you don't post. No. But you feel like they do. They will notice. You do, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, there's lots of creative groups out there, and I presume if you're listening to this podcast, you may well already be a you know, a member of our own Facebook group. But we often, in fact, over the, when did we actually start 
kicking the crease January 2018 wasn't it and we've really you know we've had some really lovely friendships forming in the group and you you often see the same people egging each other on don't you so that's really nice to see so it is a good place to be if you haven't yet joined it it's certainly something that's worth um worth joining I think so next we want to talk about making time for the challenge which can be tricky if you're not very organized um like me you want to treat the challenge like you would an appointment at the dentist or something like that I mean once you write a dentist appointment down in your calendar you're not gonna just not turn up are you you have to go so if you can decide on a set time when you're going to work on your challenge and I don't know about you Tara but personally I think the earlier in the day you get it done the better if you can set some time aside first thing in the morning or at least make sure it's done before lunch then you're far more likely I think not to miss it than you are if you wait until the end of the day what about you are you what's your time of day that seems to suit you best um I'm not I'm not really a morning person but you are right I mean when I was doing my find your art style challenge I did start that in the morning and and you're right it's the only real way I do get stuff done is if I make it my priority because it can slip even though it's I say like art is my priority yeah something else will come in and I'll put that ahead of it which is is very strange I guess it just it slips it's like because you because I don't physically have to do it you know there's no one monitoring if I do it or not so it kind of slips down the thing so yeah I definitely think the morning is a good idea if, if you can I mean, you, know, you don't want to be spending your day saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You want to spend your day saying, I've already done it. Yeah, you? I mean, you get up an hour earlier, don't you? I know that. Yeah, <clears throat> well, not since lockdown. No, because no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more time now. But yeah, I did start getting up an hour earlier. And I did that um, probably, must have been three or four years ago, I decided to do that. And I think it was because I found myself getting up in the morning and then if I did happen to get up earlier than normal I'd find myself sitting and drinking a cup of coffee and watching a little bit of rubbish on the tv just before work you know and I think it was one of those times when I realized I was actually wasting time doing something useless and mind-numbing when I could actually be using that time to draw if I was up early and I thought you know what I'm gonna actually get up I'm gonna set my alarm an hour earlier every day and just draw and then I know I've done that creative I've scratched that creative itch before I've even started my my day and actually I've been doing it ever since yeah but if morning like isn't your thing you could try and tie it in with when your partner or someone in your family when they're doing something else that you know you don't want to do so they could be watching something on tv like you were saying like when football's on obviously not on at the moment um so you don't feel guilty again Or if it's something that doesn't require messy materials, you could put your sketchbook in front of you while you're watching TV. And I do this when I do my little character sketchbook. I don't, I quite like having a bit of background noise. So Kevin might be sitting watching TV and I'll be sitting there just doodling in my sketchbook, having half an eye kind of on the telly. But, you know, I'm only using, say, a black fine liner pen and maybe some markers. So I'm not, I've not got messy pens and stuff. And I just sit with a sketchbook that's, you know, a real nice size to put on your lap. It doesn't take up too much room. And I think that's perfect because it kind of doesn't take anything out of your day that way, does it? You'll no. be sitting there anyway. Mm. So you just happen to be sitting there with a sketchbook in your hand. But it is important to make sure um, that a challenge works for you. So there's no point in starting something that you're going to end up hating. So it's normal to go through a slump during a challenge. I mean, I know, Tara, when you did your Find Your Art Style challenge, which was 60 days, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, just quickly tell us about some of those slumps that you had partway through and you were like, oh, I'm <sighs> going backwards and... Oh, yeah. I mean, I was having some major slumps. Part of my problem with that challenge was um, not only did I commit that I would create art every day, but I also committed that I would film it and that I would put it on YouTube, Instagram and write a blog post to go with it. So even when I'd finished my art, if I'd finished my art by 11 o'clock, I'd still find I wasn't finishing the day until four o'clock, you know, doing creating the rest of it it's amazing how long five minute video or three minute video can take but I would go through these periods where I'd get to this day and think oh this is going well and then I'd go oh 
I'm just creating a complete load of rubbish. And I even look back through the work. I mean, God, that is terrible. Um, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. And then I'd go through where I was supposed to be concentrating on abstract faces. And then all these characters were appearing in my sketchbook. And I was thinking, maybe I've made the wrong choice. Perhaps I should be doing characters. But if you persevere, I think in the background, your subconscious is whirring and uh, it sort of makes decisions for you, or if that makes sense. Yeah, because you found a way in the end, didn't you, to kind of... Um, I did, yeah. ...to put the two together, the characters and your abstract faces, and it works so well. So there was something there, and like you say, it was just waiting to... The light bulb moment was just just waiting to pop up, wasn't it? But I remember getting texts from you saying, oh, I feel like I've gone backwards. Yeah. And that's actually really normal, definitely very normal. Um, you can sometimes do drawing every day for a month and then suddenly on week two you think, oh, my God, you know, that's rubbish. I feel like I'm worse now than I was a month ago. It's it's really normal to go through those periods and everybody does. Um, but that's that's normal, but there's no point in doing something that isn't a good fit are you because you're just not enjoying it. Sometimes persevering can be maybe the wrong thing to do, persevering with one particular challenge if you're not loving it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you should pick something that you think you're really going to enjoy or what you've always wanted to do. But I think there's also a bit of value sometimes in doing something like you were saying about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, isn't there? Yeah. So, you know, say you've always wanted to try abstract, but you never got around to it. So now is your chance. And it's a great way as well to focus on one medium that you're trying to be learned. It's amazing over a period of 30 days how much you can improve in something. I mean, I've used a challenge in the past to get acquainted with watercolours again. And it's just like vastly different from the start to the end, isn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think the important thing is just don't force yourself. Don't force yourself to do something you're not enjoying. But um, if you're partway through a challenge and you find yourself getting a bit bored or deflated, then, you know, don't be frightened to mix things up a bit. It might be that you're doing the, I don't know, kick urban sketching challenge, which I think is next month, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you, so. Yeah. But you suddenly, mind you saying that, I, that's if people are allowed out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's July, actually. Isn't that July, I think? Oh, it's July. Hopefully yeah, you'll yeah. be allowed out by then. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you suddenly find yourself running out of steam, then you could switch to interiors instead. So um, I don't know if anyone heard the Ian Fennelly Urban Sketches podcast. He was fantastic and he normally always paints outside. And actually recently he's been doing interiors and they are amazing. Um, but, you, you know, you can switch things up a bit. You could, you could, as long as you're doing something daily, it's better to mix things up a bit than it is to get bored and then start missing days. Yeah, I mean, in the business world, they call this pivoting. Mm. It's when I don't know if you've heard of like startups and they start up and they're trying to sell some service or other. And then they realize that everybody loves a different aspect of their business. Yeah. So they then run with that thing. So you might say have started, you know, drawing landscapes or something. And then you realize what you actually enjoy about the landscape is drawing the trees. So then you might say, do you know what? I'm loving drawing trees. My whole project is going to be on trees. Yeah. And I think as long as you don't, I think it's a problem if you just say chop and change all the time, because then it's almost like you're giving up. Because sometimes you give up on things like, I remember starting the watercolour one and it's like, oh, these are just so rubbish. And it's because your skill level is not where you want it to be yet. It's not the fact that you won't be able to do it you need to focus for a certain amount of time. So you've got to give it that bit of time to actually try it and work out if it is what you want to do. And it's not just your skill level's not there. But then if you really are not enjoying it, just switch it up a bit, like you said. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You did it, didn't you, a bit, for your your um, Kick365 challenge? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, although I... <laughs> I've started missing doing the other bits now. <laughs> I was doing just a, basically, I was just thinking, right, I'm going to draw absolutely every single day for 365 days. And that is not a challenge to be taken on lightly because if I take on a challenge, I want to do it. I don't want to think, oh, well, I've missed today. I'll do two tomorrow. I want to do it every day. Um, 
So, but I, I just found myself suddenly getting a bit bored of the kind of sketching I was doing. And then this cartoon, I just happened to do a cartoon one day. And I don't know why, I think it was a, it was something my dad had texted me this story and it, it kind of inspired me to do this little cartoon. And I just thought, I really enjoyed doing that. I really, really enjoyed doing that. So I thought, tomorrow I'm going to do another one. And then I started doing this, this cartoon every day and, it, and created this character out of that. Um, Felicity Fizz, who we've spoken about. And, um, you know, I, I was doing her every day, but now I'm probably doing her three or four times a week, but I'm mixing it up with other drawings now because I didn't want to just get stuck on that. I want, I still want to mix it up a bit. Do you know what I mean? So what other drawings are you doing now? I'm trying to, because obviously I, um, on our sketching trips, we, you know, I, kind of felt like although I've got a painting style style, I've never really felt like I had a sketching style and I wanted to that was my plan was to actually really own that this is my sketching style but I think maybe I've because I've been doing this cartoon a lot I don't want to lose um track of where what I was trying to aim for so I'm going back to more that kind of thing Doing a bit of I, I, yeah I think I think this thing happens I think this is almost what happened to you is almost like what happened to me with a fine year art style it's like how characters started appearing yeah and I'm wondering if you're going to end up with when I don't mean the char- the people are going to look like Felicity Fizz <laughs> I hope not <laughs> but maybe when you start to draw people they're going to have some of that kind of looseness and more so they're not going to be high, high, highly realistic, maybe. Maybe she's maybe going to come a, a little bit into it. Maybe they'll be a bit quirk. There'll be something yeah. more quirky in it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she's certainly not loose. Like No, no but what I mean is she's not... She's certainly she, not realistic. My goodness. No. Well, yeah. She has a character about her, I suppose. Yeah. And that could creep into my sketches. It could well do. And yeah. so there may be a reason, in fact, that you have gone to her... Because mm. we both love who who's the guy we both love who um who draws a really quirky drawing. We've got his books. We did a oh, video Lewis about it. Hill? No, not Lewis. Love Lewis, but not him. This oh, guy does um, uh, uh, Felix Scheinberger. Yes. Yeah. And and I could imagine obviously if she was pushed further, she could become more like his sketches, if you know what I mean. Oh god, yeah. That but that would be so far from my yeah style, it would but it? Yeah. i could just imagine a Very bit of like coming in yeah yeah, yeah. but there's going to be days isn't there like you say when you're just not in the mood you're just not in the mood um i can't be bothered to draw today and you should be prepared for that because you know a challenge is called a challenge because it, that is exactly what it is there will be times when you don't feel like it but you have to look towards the end goal and make yourself do it because you know even if you don't put as much maybe into it as you might otherwise um you should still do it because almost always the hardest part is just making a start and once you've started then you'll be really glad that you did and if you give in to those feelings of I can't be bothered today then the chances are you're just going to give up altogether and you know well like I said earlier it's like it's like being on a diet for a couple of weeks and then somebody buys you some chocolates and the moment you eat one of those chocolates, you decide, oh, well, there's no point in dieting anymore. You know, it's not true at all. But somehow I think that's how our psychology seems to work that way, doesn't it? Yeah. But I mean, there will be days when when you can't do it because you've got maybe a family event or something. So yeah. there, there are times when you can genuinely say, I can't do it. And in that case, you know, do two the next day or two before. But I think, yeah, like don't let yourself completely slip off the wagon you've done that you've made up for it now move on and carry on I think is that is a reason you know don't skip a day for no reason um yeah and push on and uh, there's no point in doing it unless you're gonna commit I think and it, you know you can see how much you do get out of something I mean I can see how much I've got out of challenge when I do it once you finish, if you actually finally finish a challenge and do every day or pretty much every day, you will notice an incredible difference. Well, yeah, I mean, imagine if you had stopped at day, I don't know, 15 of your find your art style because you were having a bad day. 
Yeah, and you'd I, still it, be saying now, oh, I wish I had a style, but yeah, the challenge worked for you, didn't it? And if you had have, if you had have given into those feelings, then you wouldn't be um, as well confident in your work as you are now. No, uh, and it had to go through all these different stages mm. to get there. Yeah. And it, but the, I think I think the problem is when you start out, it, you don't know the end result, so it's like you almost don't quite know where you're going. You know yeah. where you want to go. So if you start something, say you're going to use ink, you want your ink to be better, but you don't know if it will be better. So there's a bit of a not knowing there, isn't it? So there's a bit of, you've got to believe that this will work and this will help, you know, to improve your skills. I think you have to focus on the end goal, don't you? You've got to think yeah. of the achievement that you would feel at the end of the challenge and think of, perhaps even think more about the disappointment that you'll feel if you give up I think that's something maybe to focus on you would really look back and think if only I'd done that you know they say that's much more of a that works much better to motivate yourself don't they to think of what's what is it going to be like if you don't do something so as in I'm gonna I'm still gonna be at the level I'm at, if I don't do it, I'm going to be, you know, if you don't like the way you're drawing at the moment, I'm still going to be there if I don't complete this. Yeah. I think that would work better for me. Yeah. Because we all know that feeling, don't we, of disappointment if you haven't done something and, and that feeling of, oh, if only I'd done this, I'd be there by now or I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a good point. So the last little tip is that when you're planning a challenge in advance, make sure there are a few things that you can do that will just take you a few minutes. So that gives you something to, to fall back on when you don't have much time. I remember years ago, I don't think this is a challenge anymore, but there was a challenge called the 75 day sketch challenge, which seemed like a mammoth task at the time because I wasn't somebody who drew every day. And, um, but I've got that, but I, I remember buying a sketchbook specifically for that challenge. And when I looked through it, there are really detailed drawings in there, but then occasionally you'd come to a sketch of a pencil sharpener <laughs> would have oh, yeah. taken me five minutes. And that would have been a day where I thought, can't be bothered today. Just don't feel like it. Or I haven't got any time so I'm just going to draw a pencil sharpener so but it didn't matter I still drew something I still drew it it was still an exercise of getting something to look like something so yeah I I don't feel bad about that because I still did it yeah yeah I think it's just like it's almost like putting that tick on the calendar isn't it you you've yeah. done it still and yeah. and of course if you are really enjoying a challenge um there's no harm in doing a bit extra because that, if you do then have to miss a day, you won't feel guilty about it. You know, you've already done it. And I know when I was doing the Find Your Art Style Challenge, I was drawing more than one drawing for some some days. I was drawing quite a bit. But then I got near the end and I kind of felt like I was almost there. So I, I just did a five-minute drawing one, one day. It, it didn't really matter. It was just, just to keep that momentum going, I think. Yeah. And, and say, so don't beat yourself up too much. It's just a blip as well, isn't it, if you do go wrong. Just move on to the next day. So finally, we're going to read out the uh, answers to our previous question. And the question was, what positive things so far have come from the isolation period for you? So we've got Braille Art or Briella Arts. Now that's, isn't that Gabriella Pop? Yeah. but she's she's that on instagram right okay so she says one of the positive things is that i fell in love with urban sketching in normal times i'd never had the time to exercise nearly every day and get more familiar with urban sketching from the street view and i feel that some connections to some loose friends are getting deeper and closer elsie gray and she says working from home has a different pace i can hear the birds and even snuggle with my dog while at my desk and i've slowed down my evening pace we have Illustrated Mix. Finally found a sealant that won't cause ink to run on shrinkles. Yay! What are shrinkles? I don't know. They're point. like shrinky dinks. You know those little plastic, or they're plastic sheets that you draw on and then they shrink down to hard plastic? Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, she says, mostly though, it's seeing how my kids are handling isolation through all of the stressy bits, school pranks, home haircuts, family loss, impromptu juggling lessons standing on our bed they could have been evil but they haven't been so far <laughs> do you know i had to cut paul's hair the other day 
Finally, I might, be, I might be cutting Kevin's today. Yeah, finally, it just got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he finally said, "What can I do about my hair?" I was like, "I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to have a go." Actually, I didn't do a bad job either. By the time I'd finished with it, it looked a whole lot better than it did before. So, yeah, I'm going to have to watch a video on how to cut hair. Mm. Right. So um, I've got Blonnie realizing I like alone time. Sometimes going out depletes me. And I've got Laola Panda. I finally said to myself that I can draw by proving it. I always felt I couldn't. And even if I did, it always came out wrong until I found the perfect way for me. And I've been more creative than I've ever felt in a long time. I just love that name, Laola Panda. Yeah, it's great, I mean, isn't is that, it? Is that a real name? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. No. Rosie Hartland, my portraits are improving. Yeah, Rosie's been doing the Sky Portrait Arts thing as well. Oh, has she? Oh, yeah. That's really good. Uh, I've got Patty Rice, and she says, my mind is swirling day and night with creative ideas. No room in there to think about anything else. And I've got Colin Pigeon. Isolation with five children. <laughs> God, is not isolation in any meaningful way. Yet I have had the opportunity to keep them close, monitor how they're coping and play a part in helping them with homeschooling. It's been hard, stressful, tiring, but I have signed up for virtual classes along with my two older girls. It's great to learn together with them, particularly as they're both far better watercolorists than me. So formal art classes a first at age 45 since being traumatised by Mrs. Crawshaw 32, 33 years ago. I'm pretty sure everyone has had a Mrs. Crawshaw in their life. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off to you, Colin, I must say. I've got Rusilla Moodley and she says, change of diet, change of perspective, change of frequency. Joanna Brown, realising how little of my lifetime's worth of acquisitions I actually need or want. With time to pursue the dozens of creative hobbies I think I have, it's pretty clear I only really enjoy a handful of them. There'll be such a clear out of stuff when this is all over. We've got a brand new question, and that is, what is the ultimate creative challenge you would like to set yourself? What's stopping you? So what is the ultimate creative challenge you would like to set yourself and what's stopping you? Okay, you know what I'm going to ask you now, don't you? You're going to say to me, Sandra, what is the ultimate yeah, creative yeah. challenge you'd like to set yourself? What is stopping yeah. you? Actually, I don't know. That's, I'm going to have to think on that one because I haven't, I haven't is thought it, are about you sure, that. Is it not the one you're already doing? Which one? Kick 365. Well, I guess, yeah, because that is quite an undertaking, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think I think the ultimate creative challenge ever was the one you took on. <laughs> that what you did was a massive undertaking, you know. Well, yeah, I think that is mine. That mm, was my, yeah. well, at the moment, anyway, who knows? It might change. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't missed a day yet, and I started on January, January the 1st, so. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So as always, you can tweet us your answers at Kit Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I highly suggest you do. We'll put the question up there and also on the Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram page, which is Kick in the Creatives. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in our upcoming creative challenges. And, of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you just leave us a little review on iTunes or even just a five-star rating. I've got to get the five in <laughs> if yeah. you don't have much time and also don't forget to check out and subscribe to our kicking the creative youtube channel we create regular art tip videos there and also if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support kicking the creatives you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link on our website so that's it that is i'll we'll see, see you next time okay bye bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Tara, do you think anyone's going to notice I was eating a banana through that podcast? Were you? I was so hungry. I could feel my, <laughs> I, I could feel my tummy rumbling. God. When, when, when you is, that why you, is that why you were missing bits? A nick in my bit? You did these stuff in your face. <laughs> I had to quickly run across the kitchen and, and get a banana. Oh, God. I can eat the rest of it now. I've been, I've been nibbling. <laughs> God. <laughs>